It's your girl, Rebecca. And Lily. And you're listening to Just Gooey Things. Hey, Boo Things, and welcome back to Just Gooey Things Quarantine (laughs) Spooky Story Special, Episode 29. And we are your beautiful hosts, Rebecca and Lily. (sighs) Hey. (laughs) Your face is just like, I'm done. Is there a delay? I think so. Your face just looks so done. No, like you're freezing. Oh, so okay. I'm like trying to. Is it okay? Is it okay? Like you can hear me though? Everything's good? Yeah, I can hear you. You're just kind of like skipping around and like. So I'm just trying to figure out what's going on with that. Am I? Oh, you know what? Everyone's on my Wi Fi right now. That's why. Damn it. That's what quarantine does to you. Okay. Yeah, I mean, everything is good on the recording side, so cool. So, speaking of it being episode 29, and this is also combining with how much I love our boo things. So, this morning, I got a couple DMs from people saying, hey, um, I think you put the same episode from the day before on for yesterday's no. episode. So, I was like, What? So then I realized that yesterday, I messed up in two different aspects. Yesterday, I said that it was episode 27 when it was actually episode 28. But not only that, I had put that it was episode 28, but on the actual file, I put uh, put episode 27, and I mixed it up with the other episode 27. So I put the real episode 27 instead of, yesterday's episode 28 even though in the episode i said episode 27 but i just replace the file so everything doesn't look changed everything is good to go so rewatch yesterday's episode episode 28 you're gonna hear me say episode 27 though i did actually replace the file it's just i'm an idiot and i did say it's episode 27 but it really is episode 28 and a new one You'll notice there's a difference between our episodes anyway, because we never, I mean, we kind of have like a platform of like how we go about saying things, but it always varies. So, yeah. Um, but shout out to the people that reached out to correct us. That just shows that people actually listen to us every day, which is astounding. I can't process that people actually listen to us so much. <laughs> it's pretty crazy. Um, oh, and then I wanted to talk about, I just, we recorded about 10 minutes later um, than what we typically do because I just finished the second book from the Haunting of Dylan Claypool series um, that's written by our friend James mm-hmm. Allen Ross. We just did a giveaway with him for his two books. And Yay! All right. So James is one of the people that listens to our episode every day. So I'm just going to... I'm just going to have a one-on-one talk with James right now. Lily, you can join in if you want. But um, the end of... Okay, James, the end of book two, The Shadow Summoner. Why? Why did you end it this way? Why? Why? <laughs> I, I purposely did not record until I finished this book today. And you had me wait and wait. And now you're going to have me continue to wait and that's all I'm going to say, because I don't want to give this book away. But what the hell, James? What the hell? <laughs> this book was amazing. I was literally, I was telling Lily every day, I've been reading 10 chapters a day from it. I'm obsessed. It's true. It's, it's true. She does. She really loves the book. It's so good. And I literally feel so connected to all the characters. Like, I actually feel like I'm a part of their journey. It's really well written book. So, guys, check out James Allen Ross on Instagram. Um, buy his book, support him. Um, 
Like I always say, reading books and listening to our podcast should be the top things that you're doing during this quarantine. So do that. Support, you know, support local artists. Support authors like James. He's awesome and a fellow boothang. So um, that's all I'm going to say, Lily. Do you have anything to add before we get right into those stories? Um... I'm sorry if I skip a little bit during this episode, guys. Everyone's on my Wi-Fi. My dad's on a video call, and my uh, mom is on a video call, so we're all video calling right now. Can you tell Mike to stop being an important attorney and just, like, stop being important (laughs) for five seconds? Thank you very much. And tell your mom to stop. Is your mom... The litigation halt, please, sir. (laughs) Is your mom still working? Yeah. Oh, God. That's so... And then, uh, then you're just doing your Ghoulie Things podcast. Exactly. Giving thousands out there something. To, I think. What happened? I think it's very appropriate for who we are as people, like what everyone's been up to, That's especially so in true. my house. That's so true. It, it really does describe all of you guys to a T, what you guys are doing. But at least you guys are all somewhat keeping busy. Did you, um, did you, go, did you go grocery shopping yesterday? Was that yesterday? Yes, that you was en- yesterday. Did you end up getting everything you needed? Huh? Did you end up getting everything you needed? Yes, I got my hummus. I was out of hummus for like three days, and it was the longest three days of my life. Did you get the pretzel chips? Yes. Yes! Okay, good. I'm so happy for you. I am so I happy for you. I was on FaceTime with my friend just eating pretzel chips and hummus. It was the funniest thing. Oh, that's the best combination, guys. If you haven't done that, Lily and I just found out yesterday that that's our favorite duo of things without knowing that we both like it. Uh, hummus. I get the original hummus, like just regular hummus. Yeah, me too. And then the pretzel chips, which are pretzels that are like flat, like potato chips. Life changing, guys. Oh god, they're so good. I want some now. Ooh. That'll, that's how you. We're done. I'm hanging up. Bye. After that fifth story, I'm hanging up. I'm going. I'm getting my pretzel chips. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. All okay, right. Let's get into these stories. Yes. All right. Let me pull up my stories because I was unprepared. <laughs> okay. This one is called Glitch in Matrix or Doppelganger. My friends and family have spotted my doppelganger three times in my life. The first time I was 12 years old. My dad and sister were at the bottom of the stairs talking, and my doppelganger walked down the stairs and right past them to hang up wishing, to hang up washing in the garden. Just moments later, I came down the stairs, and from the stairs, you can see the garden, so my family could see me on the stairs and in the garden at the exact same time, but I couldn't see anyone in the garden. The second time, I was 15. My niece saw my doppelganger ironing in a room in my house as she walked past and came downstairs and saw I was sat in front of the TV in in the living room. I had a completely different one than the doppelganger. And the third time just happened yesterday. I'm now 23. I'm a key worker, so I still have to go to work. I Oh, a key worker. Got it. I thought that meant like they make make keys. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such an idiot. (laughs) Um, so I still have to go to work. I finished at 6 p.m. Just before I finished my shift at 5.50, I uploaded a video to my Snapchat story showing everyone I was at work getting ready to end my shift, and I messaged my sisters on our group chat as they posted a picture, so I replied saying it looked nice. I also video called a friend, and she saw I was in the office at the time. I came home, and my mother and big sister asked me where I'd been as they were so worried because I'd left so abruptly. I told them I had been at work and just came home now. I thought they I, I thought they thought I didn't really go to work, so I showed them the Snapchat videos of me at work with the timestamp on it and I call and I 
offered to call my manager to confirm it. But they started panicking because at the time when I had messaged my sisters on the group chat, I apparently knocked on the front door just moments later and my little sister opened the door. I was apparently dressed in my favorite yellow hoodie and had my hair down with makeup on. And I walked into the house and spoke to my two sisters and the tenant in our house, how I normally do, and even joked with them. And they asked me if I wanted an ice cream. And I said, yes, but first I'll go get changed. So then I went into my room and never came out again. <laughs> when my sister went to check on me and gave me the ice cream, they noticed I vanished and they kept calling out to me, but I was no longer in the house. When they told me this, I was horrified because this wasn't me and I had been at work the whole entire time this took place and had photo and video evidence. Also, the doppelganger was dressed in my clothes and spoke exactly like me, but I was actually wearing my work uniform that day and had my hair up for work as I worked for health services. But the doppelganger had her hair down and was wearing my favorite hoodie. Last night, I was so scared because it was the first time that the doppelganger had actually spoken. Previously, people had only seen it, but not interacted with it. I barely slept because I'm now paranoid that it could be a doppelganger or a glitch in the matrix. That's a freaking doppelganger. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Nope. 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 That is... Oh, I like. I literally shivered when you were talking about the uh, the ice cream story, the last one. Yeah. Oh, I don't like that. That is hard. <laughs> and the fact that both of them vividly remember this situation happening right before their yeah, eyes. Yeah, there's not a doubt in my mind that this is a doppelganger situation. Definitely. Oh, that's such a good story, Lil. That's such a good way to open up the, the episode. Okay. Thank you, thank you for the glory. All right, let's see which one I'm going to do. Uh, we'll do My Bathroom Always Unsettled Me. I always feel like a lot of our stories are based in bathrooms. Yeah, I noticed that. It's so, yeah. I guess because of the mirrors and, like, the vulnerability when being in the shower and stuff. I don't know. True. Okay. Uh, let's see. An important piece of info to pre- preface this story. I hate sleeping in the dark. I've always either slept with the TV on or hey. with a little bit of light. <laughs> I've had weird shit happen to me, like hearing voices or seeing shadow figures all my life. And to this day, I can't sleep without a little bit of light because of experiences like this. Anyway, when I was a teen, me and my dad moved into a new place. I was adjusting pretty well to the new environment, but for some reason, I was really unsettled by the bathroom that was connected to my room. No reason in particular, it just gave me the creeps. In an effort to both calm myself and give myself a source of light, I usually slept with the bathroom door open with the bathroom light on. My bathroom door is a few feet to the left of the foot of my bed. One night, I was feeling a little ballsy and decided to sleep with no light or TV on. I switched them both off, shut the bathroom door shut and all, and I was like, yes, I can do this. I laid in bed, closed my eyes, and felt fine for a few minutes. Suddenly, my eyes opened, and I felt like I had to watch my bathroom door. I felt an intense feeling of dread, and I didn't know why, but I couldn't look away from that goddamn door. And then I heard it open, that click out of place. I had lived in this place for a while at this point, and it had never done that. My stomach, my stomach sank, and my heart started beating in my throat. I watched in horror as it slowly opened for what felt like a century. Creak! It opened just enough so that I could see the mirror above my bathroom sink, and I saw a faint <laughs> shadow figure in the mirror. I stared and stared, terrified to look away in case whatever it was came for me. 
Finally, I jumped out of my bed, slammed the bathroom door shut, and turned the main light on in my room. I managed to get some sleep after I put a bag with a weight on the doorknob of my bathroom and plenty of hiding underneath my blanket with the light on. <laughs> That's what happens when you change up your routine to protect yourself. That is... Exactly. That is such a scarring wake-up call. Like, nope, keeping the lights on. Sorry, not sorry. Never doing that again. Absolutely. Nope, nope, nope. I sleep with the light on. I know we've had this talk. You got yeah. it. Whether it's because you walk into shit when the light's off or there's something potentially coming after, after you. You never know. When I was younger, I always slept with the TV on. And whenever I have to sleep by myself, I always sleep with the TV on because I just need that noise. Mm-hmm. Because I think the noise of the yeah. TV comforts me more than just white noise of just nothing or just noise just outside or something i can't do that Mm -hmm. but mike can't sleep with anything on he needs it pitch black no tv so over time i've gotten used to that and Mm -hmm. i think i'm okay with it because there's someone there that i feel a little more comfortable and safe yeah but if he wasn't there like if i was sleeping at my parents house or something like that i have to sleep with something on at all times that's just how i am and that's why growing up, I always slept. With, I always slept in my parents' room. I always, if the TV wasn't on, I always had to sleep with my parents just for that extra comfort, that security. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's my first story. What's yours? Okay, this one is called "The Door That Opens on Its Own." Earlier, at about twelve thirty midnight, I was on my bed along with my wife and baby, ready to go to sleep. But I remembered that I left some food in the microwave that I was supposed to give to my dog. <laughs> I got up. And because I didn't want to go outside at that time, I stored the food in the fridge. I went to use the bathroom, washed my hands, and then began to dry my hands with a towel I had hanging close to the door. While I was drying my hands, I suddenly heard my bathroom's doorknob screech and the door open. You're right. We have so many bathroom stories. We do. Screech and the door opened as if someone opened it with some urgency. When the door had opened to about a quarter or a little more, I could clearly and quickly get a glimpse that no one was at the door. My reflexes kicked in, and I immediately slammed the door shut, and I opened it back about five seconds later and went to my room. When I went back to my room, I saw that both room doors were closed and my wife was asleep. My mother-in-law, who was in the other room with my other daughter, told me the same as my wife, that they hadn't been up, and being that my home is a wooden home, I usually hear when someone moves nearby. The same door had opened on me three to four weeks ago, uh, sometime after midnight. I had already posted the previous experience on this platform and explained that my door doesn't and cannot open on its own without turning the doorknob. It is weird because something happened to my wife a week ago while she was in the bathroom and I was watching TV in the living room. I don't know whether to believe it to be something related to ghosts or if there is some sort of explanation. Huh. It's definitely it's definitely not normal. Definitely not normal activity. So have to (laughs) Lily, I'm not gonna lie. The way you got so close to the camera, I didn't I didn't see you from that part and it scared the shit out of me when I turned around (laughs) to look at you. Bathroom is haunted. All zoomed in on my bits and everything. Yeah, yeah. I I mean, obviously like I haven't been wearing makeup the past few days or whatever. But my skin's been so dry, I think, from staying inside that I've just been, like, breaking out on, like, my chin, like, underneath. My forehead is like a minefield of pimples. It's ridiculous. That uh, that T-zone area is always, like, yeah. it was to always be the worst for me. 
but I've yeah. been I've been trying to like even just moisturize my face like once or twice a day and like put, do like a brightening serum and stuff like that. Just like playing around yeah. with stuff since there's nothing else to do except <laughs> read ghost stories and figure out a new skincare routine. Okay. Um, ba, 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 ba. Let's see. I'll do. I used to see spirits dot, dot, dot and other things. Ooh. Mm. When I was younger, I vividly remember seeing people that were not there. My parents would walk in and ask what I was staring at and then try to redirect my attention when I could not give them a satisfactory answer. Whilst I remember seeing them, I can't ever remember talking to them, but I witnessed my younger brother speaking to them all the time. Our age is our age difference is seven years. My mother said she went to a psychic once who confirmed that I could see entities and my brother could speak with them. And even though I remember seeing them, I'm skeptical about psychics and mediums. One evening I was in our living room playing around. For some reason, my parents never let me play with my younger brother. And I remember hearing a noise and looking out the front window of our house. I'm not sure how old I was at the time, probably somewhere between nine and 12. This was a huge window, taking up a large portion of the front wall of the house, and the couch was right under it, making it easy to look outside. It was getting dark, and I was peering out, but my attention was drawn to a figure by the mailbox. At the time, I just thought it was a neighbor or something, so I waved. That was when things started getting freaky. The thing lifted its hand back to wave, and I remember thinking it was weird that all his seemed mail to me fingers were pointy. Then I saw his face. It looked normal, but then it started to look like it was melting slash morphing. The eyes fell completely out of the socket, swinging down bulging, and he had a mouth stained red with both sharp and rotting looking teeth and a sinister look and feeling surrounding it. I was terrified and began to scream while staring out the window. To this day, I still have nightmares about what I saw and I have no idea what it was. I've never seen anything since, uh, anything since either. No ghosts, spirits, entities, nothing. And I have tried. Believe me, I am 25, and this experience still freaks me out to this day. Yeah, I can see where it was. Mm-hmm. So, um, someone was, um, so someone had commented and said, a boogeyman, fear-based entity. They feed off fear, so their form is sort of evolved to look like something scary. Um, you could see those spirits if you've astro projected. Oh, okay. So I don't know if maybe this person, without even knowing, has astral projected before. And mm-hmm. um, and the boogeyman, like the concept of being a fear-based entity, you're young, you're vulnerable. The more fearful you are, it, that energy, that extra energy that you're giving out is being consumed by these evilish spirits. So... Yeah. I can only imagine how traumatizing that was. But it's interesting that after that experience, she never had any sort of weird thing happen again, paranormal-wise. And she- Yeah, I feel like he, if, he, if it was the boogeyman, he'd kind of keep coming back to you. Yeah, especially because it's like, oh, I got you know? this person. Like, I know she's vulnerable. I know she's scared of me. Why wouldn't you want to feed on that fear? Yeah. But, um, yeah, I don't know. Just a weird situation that she had when she was younger so huh all right uh what's your next story lily all right this one is one is called about last night about last night okay (laughs) last night i awoke from my sleep at about 1 30 a.m nothing out of the ordinary 
because I drink too much water before I fall asleep that I usually wake up and have to use the bathroom in the middle of the night. However, waking up last night had me thinking for a few hours afterward. I woke up very normally and calmly. I opened my eyes and I rolled my head up to the right as I was about to get up. I could see clearly that there was no fog in my sleepy eyes. I was awake and coherent. It all happened so fast, but as I started to roll over to my side, a figure of a person was standing over my bed. It was all white, no specific shape of anyone, but a person in general. The outline of a person completely startled me. My heart stopped and my eyes about popped out of my head. My body went cold. The figure very quickly vanished into thin air, turned away towards the door, and disappeared from the bottom up. Oh, gosh. The total encounter happened in about three seconds. Yesterday was the anniversary of my grandma's death. She was my very best friend. About once a year, she visits me in my dreams, but she hasn't in almost two years. I'm not sure if it was her watching over me in the middle of the night or what, but even though I was absolutely terrified at first, I found comfort afterwards. Hmm. I mean, I I would I would think maybe that is the grandmother then if it seems like that's the only like the only spirit that you've encountered so far, right? Yeah, I I think it is also just because for some reason whenever something's white it tends to be less scary than like a big darkness. Yeah. You're right. Because we associate like with peace and calmness and clarity and definitely. All that stuff, but it could just be, you know, my brain with associating different things with the way they are i don't know no i'm i I agree i definitely think that makes sense for sure so okay my next story is titled that one time i saw a ghost dog ghost ghost pupper we always hear about ghost cats time for a ghost dog right Uh, This was back in summer of 2014, probably just after midnight. I had just gotten out of a showing that of uh, of Dawn of the Apes movie and was in the middle of driving two friends home. I was the only one with a car at the time. I just dropped one of them off and was heading to the other's house. We'll call him Ted for the story. When I spot something on the side of the road, it looks to me like a very large black dog, almost like a wolf, but there were no wolves anywhere near my state at that time, laying sprawled out in a somewhat contorted pose as if it had been hit by a car and left for dead. Being an animal lover, I pull over to check if the poor thing needs medical attention. Ted, who told me he saw the dog too and wanted to help, put on, puts on my hazards for me and gets out of the car. We walk over together, asking each other what we're going to do and if any veterinarian offices are open this late. As we get within a few yards of the dog, however, we're left in astonishment as the thing disappears right in front of our eyes. Like, it didn't just get up and walk away. It just ceased to be. Ted and I stopped in our tracks and tried to figure out what it could have been and where it could have gone. It occurs to us that, in the darkness, we may have just mistaken something else for the animal in question. We look around and see a couple of black trash bags nearby, but they aren't the right size or shape to look like a dog from any angle. And besides, I had seen fur. I could tell you that as clear as day what the thing looked like. It was realer than any nighttime hallucination my imagination has ever presented me before. Pretty soon, we decided to head back to the car. As we get back to the vehicle, we glance over to where the dog was and find that it had returned. Same spot, same pose. At that point, we realize something unreal is going on, and we want no part of it. So we get in the car and speed off. 
For the rest of the ride, Ted and I decide to drill each other about what we just saw to make sure we had seen the same animal. After all, maybe we had just seen a, a hallucination of some sort. Maybe the dog wasn't really there. We went back and forth, each time asking about one small detail of the dog and seeing the other person saw it the same way. Wolf-sized, again, no wolves in our state, long, shaggy tail, tall, pointed ears, jet black fur except white around the paws, medium-length fur, open mouth with tongue hanging out. We had seen the same creature. When I got home, I spent some time searching online to see if anyone else had seen something like this in our area. Turns out, something like this had made the local news back in the 70s for attacking livestock. This, this led to a county-wide hunt, and a cop eventually found and shot at it, but it got away unscathed. There have been some sporadic sightings ever since, though there isn't any direct proof of, ex of its existence, such as photos or DNA. That's my story of how my friends and I saw a local urban legend and how, to this day, I feel a little uneasy going down that stretch of road. Yeah, I wouldn't blame them. So, okay. Of course, got to look through the comments. And oh, someone wait. said, you ever heard of Black Shuck? Give it a wiki search. And then um, someone, and then the, the writer goes, I learned about Old Shuck after the above encounter. It does seem kind of weird how there are so many similarities. So have you ever heard of the Black Shuck by any chance? No. Okay. So the Black Shuck, according to Wikipedia, whoa, this just gave me chills. Okay. It can be called Black Shuck, Old Shuck, Old Shock, or simply Shuck is a name given to an East Anglian ghostly black dog, which is said to roam the coastline and countryside of East Anglia, one of many ghostly black dogs recorded in folklore across British Isles. Accounts of the black shuck form part of the folklore of Norfolk, Suffolk, and Cambridgeshire Fens in Essex, and descriptions of the creature's appearance and nature vary considerably. It's sometimes recorded as an omen of death, but in other instances is described as companionable. So... Um, description of the dog, it uh, has large red eyes, bare teeth, shaggy black fur. Um, mm -hmm. What else? Uh, it sounds pretty much like what they just described. Yeah, just, I mean, the shaggy fur and the fact that it's black. And let me show you what, through Google, some of the pictures it looks like. Can you see that? Oh, gosh, that's terrifying. Yeah, so imagine seeing this or something kind of similar in a contorted position on the side get, of the road. I wouldn't even get out, right? Yeah, I wouldn't get out of the car. I would call animal control 100% and be like, yeah, there's a wolverine on the side. <laughs> there's a wolverine. <laughs> about that. Look, I am an animal lover, and I want to help every animal out there, but that... Something like that. That just doesn't look right, so... But, uh, yeah, so the black shuck could definitely yeah. be a possibility for this uh, situation. Interesting. Yeah. All right, my turn? Mm-hmm, all you. All right, this one is a bit of a longer one. Ooh, okay. It's called, which is good, because all mine have been short lately. It's just what I come up with. Um, so this one is called, A Woman That Attended Our Church Was Possessed. Ooh. It's almost 5 a.m., so forgive me if this isn't perfect. This story is true, and my mom told it to me plenty of times over the years. I, al I also know this sounds super far-fetched because we only hear about this type of shit on TV, but it actually happened. When I was a baby, my mom attended a small, close-knit Baptist church in Flint, Michigan. The church had only about 15 to 20 people that came regularly, so, so everyone knew each other. The pastor was close to our family in particular because my dad was in and out of jail constantly. 
My dad didn't attend church, but my mom was a dedicated Christian. All this information came directly to my mom from our pastor and Valerie herself. I was born in August of 1997, so I'm assuming this took place circa 1998 because my mom said I was a baby at the time and she was breastfeeding me still. My mom breastfeeding. My mom breastfed. My mom befriended a thin, middle-aged woman. <laughs> Thank God you made that correction. <laughs> yeah, I'm glad I I'm glad I uh, corrected myself on that one. My mom befriended a thin, middle-aged woman named woman named Valerie that was new to, that was newer to our church. She would come come now and again because her husband started to come regularly. Before I got into all of this, I knew I. Before I, I got into all of this, just know that I understand all witchcraft is believed to be good. Everyone has their own beliefs, etc. So don't come for me in the comments. <laughs> um, what does WTBS stand for? WTBS. Literally could not even tell you. Well, it says WTBS. Is it like whatevs? Like whatevs with the B instead of a V? You're making me so old. Anyways. I don't even know this lingo. <laughs> I know. I feel like I'm a thousand sometimes when I read this shit. Oh, or like when oh. With uh, that being said. Oh. My dumbass. Nope, I just okay. Googled it. I just Googled it. <laughs> with that being said, Valerie came from a line of witches, in quotes. Um, she owned... Various spell books, Ouija boards, and other items that were passed down from her mother, grandmother, etc. She practiced black magic religiously. She used her Ouija board daily to make, to make all of her decisions, down to what she ate, what she bought, and what she was going to do for the day. She attended our church a handful of, handful of times and decided she wanted to convert to being a Baptist. Baptists don't get involved with black magic, so she decided that she wanted to give up using her books and boards. Our church held services on Sundays and Wednesdays. As she started coming more regularly, she started getting sick and vomiting about an hour before each service every week. She was beginning to see black figures constantly in her house and experiencing a lot of unexplained occurrences in her everyday life, general bad luck, etc. People from our church noticed that she wasn't coming anymore and started to ask her husband if she was okay because she was on the prayer list under unspoken, meaning nobody knew what was going on. Just that she needed prayers. Eventually, our pastor started to speak to her husband, and her husband told our pastor about her past and how she was vomiting before service every week. He got very concerned and asked if she would come to service even if she got sick. My mom said she would sit in the very back section and literally vomit into a bucket the entire, entire service. Oh, my God. Nah, this happened for several weeks until she agreed to attend a meeting with our pastor, her husband, and a few of our deacons. After she went into detail about what she was experiencing, they came to the conclusion that she may be possessed. They told her an exorcism may be the only thing to help her. After she agreed, they all left from... They all left from the church to go to her house to collect all of her books and tools she used for many years as the first step to help her. They decided to perform the actual exorcism the following day. During the exorcism, she was sat down on a chair in our church, and as soon as they began reading from the Bible, she began foaming at the mouth and growling. She started getting violent, so they had to physically hold her down, but as soon as she started literally throwing the grown men around... My mom said that she was throwing them around like rag dolls. Mind you, she was like 95 to 100 pounds. 
It took several hours, but they decided to end it because it seemed to have worked. The following couple of days after that, her son was complaining that he was seeing shadows in his room still. So our pastor decided to come and check if they, if they accidentally left anything behind. Whatever negative energy or demon that was in her or her house still ended up being attached to a book in her son room, son's room that had a unicorn on it. Because after they found and removed the black and removed it the black shadows stopped showing up in her house it is believed that negative energy can hold on to any mystical or magical imagination or object after all of that she attended church without any issues and was still there when we left to go to a different church closer by or by our house when i was around six years old again all of this information came from my mom directly from valerie and our pastor that's all i can remember right now i'll call my mom later today and and see if there are more details about it because we haven't talked about it for years. What do all you think about this crazy shit? I'm still mind boggled and interested in knowing more details. The end. Damn. That is traumatizing to see that in a church. Yeah. And that just proves that... I mean, it that- makes sense, right? For her to be fine... For her to be fine when she's at home uh-huh. in her, you know, like, in her natural habitat, right? Yeah. Like, around all of her mystical boards and books and all that stuff that she interacts with. But then as soon as you get to a church or a place of worship, that shit goes downhill. Yeah. Yeah. It's because it's like, it's it's affecting the negative spirit. It's uncomfortable. It's, you know, it's getting tested. Mm-hmm. So, um yeah, that's pretty crazy. And that also proves, like, our theory that we've, we actually did an episode on, like, haunted objects and how objects can hold so many secrets and so much history and bad energy for mm-hmm. years, decades, generations, like, whatever. Um, so I, I think that's pretty crazy that a book with a unicorn on it was, like, the last piece to the puzzle. Right? So weird. So weird. Um, okay. So I literally just read the title, and I feel like we haven't talked about this in a while, and it's one of my favorite topics, so I had to do this shorter story, and it is titled Possible B.E.K. in Alabama. I was thinking about the B.E.K. last night. Uh Uh-huh. I've been dying to find an experience involving the B.E.K. because I haven't seen one on here in a while, so I had to jump on this opportunity. For those that don't know, um, B.E.K. stands for Black Eyed Kids. Um, there's also, we have an episode on that in season one. Um, I don't remember the exact title of our episode, but it's called like B-E-K, more like WTF yes! or something like that. Thank you, Lily. Okay. Yeah. So check that out. Season one. Um, that's one of my favorite episodes that we did as well. Okay. Uh, this is a friend story. So I was on a cross state road trip with my husband. We had just crossed into Alabama. It was late and we were too cheap to get a hotel. We decided to stop at a rest stop. We parked, leaned to the back seat. I was starting to get comfortable. The plan was only to spend a couple hours there. We were obviously pushing our luck by only sleeping a few hours, then continuing our drive. My husband got out and he was taking our dog so she could do her business. I finally found a good position to lay. As he took her up onto the sidewalk into the grass, I see a kid walking in front of our car through the corner of my eye. So I lean the seat back up. He walks to my husband and they have a very brief conversation. I could tell how startled and frightened he looked. He walked fast past the car, sat the dog on his lap and started the car and literally hauled ass out of there. I was very confused. I asked him what happened. He said that the kid had asked him if we could give him a ride to the next stop. It's pretty odd for a 15-year-old 
kid to be out past midnight at a random rest stop. He said there was nothing but darkness. We were upset about the situation, but didn't think much of much of it until a week or so later when we told a friend. He told us about BEK's Black Eyed Kids. I don't know exactly what we saw that night, but all I know is that it wasn't normal. Ooh. And I always notice with these like BEK stories, they're always short, but they're always bone chilling. Yeah. And for those that haven't watched our episode, I don't want to give too much away because we do kind of delve into the concept a lot more in the episode. But a lot of times the mm-hmm. BEK cannot cannot hurt you unless you let them into your house or into your into your property without consent. So they need approval. Like if they say, can we, a lot of times they're at your doorstep and they'll ask, can we come in? Like, can we make a phone call? My phone died. If you let them in, they walk in. That's, they need permission. They can't go past your door and that's when they can start trouble. So the fact that if he would have given him permission to get in their car, God only knows what could have happened. Oh gosh. So what's your, um, no, it's horrifying. All right. (laughs) What's your last story, Lil? All right, my last story is called Phantom Cries Caught on Tape. Ooh, okay. This happened about a year ago, and I still can't fathom how in the world this is possible. A little backstory. I'm a living caretaker for I'm a living caretaker for a man with autism. One night he was half asleep. I was shuffling around the room, putting things away, getting ready to wind down myself. Completely out of nowhere, we weren't having a conversation or anything. My client half shouts, Put that down. What are you doing? I jumped, part from the sudden noise and part because he hardly ever raises his voice unless it's in a positive manner, and he sounded angry. What? I ask. He appears to be asleep. No response. Okay, then. I go back to whatever I'm doing. Just a few moments later, he shouts again, just wait till your mother gets home, like a father might say to a child. (laughs) I press harder this time, giving him a little shake as I ask, what? Again. He responds with, what? Right back in his normal, non-angry voice. What did you just say? I asked. He was confused. I said, what? Because you asked me what? And he fell back asleep. Super weird. I pondered it, wondering if there was a a family who lived here before or something whose father had managed to do a minor possession. Shortly after, we installed a security camera in the living room, just in case it's not the best neighborhood. One morning, I got up, and my client says he has something to show me, a video that had been taken by the camera the night before. Uh Visually, it was nothing special. It was just our dark living room in the middle of the night until I heard the most distinctive cry of a baby. There is simply no reason for that. There are no babies in his apartment complex, not even any kids young enough to wear diapers. The audio, wherever in the room it was coming from, stayed in one spot to rule out the possibility just so... so, what? To rule out the possibility that someone just so happened to walk by outside with a crying baby in the middle of the night. <laughs> These two things seem like they could be related, a parent and a child. Anyways, it really freaks me out. I don't know if we still have that video or not or not. And I checked the comments in this. And besides people saying like, oh, it could be a residual haunting. There was also no comment that said or no edit anywhere that said that he has the video so i don't think we'll get to see the video or hear the audio but i just thought this was kind of spooky 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 it really is and the fact he's like what like i didn't say anything she's like no like i literally just heard you yelling <laughs> like what? yeah and then the baby thing oh god 
Phantom baby cries are like the scariest Horrifying. shit. I would, ugh, no, no. Little <laughs> kids creep me out even when they're like fully alive. So no, thanks. I'm good. Okay. My last story is titled probably haunted hotel. This happened two years ago. So basically this happened on a trip to Melbourne. I was a kid when this happened. My parents had planned the whole trip, including the hotels. But there was one hotel on the trip that was particularly memorable, except that I don't remember anything. I'll explain later. Most of the happenings were situated around my mother, who doesn't really believe that much in ghosts. She does believe in Chinese traditions. Yes, I speak Chinese. No, I'm not from China. But usually isn't a fan of the paranormal. <laughs> I love just squashing the stereotypes right there. Uh, anyway, when we first arrived at the hotel, the first thing we immediately feel something was off there was this ineffable there was this like ineffable atmosphere she she recalled having a weird sensation only when in the hotel room throughout the stay she never got much sleep because every time she was about to something would jolt her awake on the rare occasion she did though she would dream of dark figures standing by her bed watching like you know shadow people oh god since she shared a bed with my father she slept close to they slept close to each other. She would see my father's figure when her eyes were closed, but headless. I personally think it was possibly her paranoia forming, especially because of everything that had happened. However, there was not, that was not the only thing that happened. The closet doors and one of the main doors in the hotel would open by themselves. Not exactly forcefully, but not exactly slowly, dramatically opening. It was as if someone had casually opened them. Well, yes, this could be blamed on faulty hinges. I think it was something more than that, though. Possibly the creepiest, though, on one of the days my parents awoke to find a pair of spectacles on the bedside desk. It had not previously been there, and it did not belong to anyone in the family. I am assuming my parents got rid of it in some way or another. Besides that, one of my brothers was drinking from a glass when out of nowhere it cracked and it did draw blood. The part I personally find creepy is that I recall none of this. I got this all from my parents. Oh. Sorry if it seemed unbelievable of sorts. I like reading about the paranormal, although I am somewhat of a skeptic. Just wanted to share my experience, and thanks for reading. Yeah. Wow. Get out of the house! I, I have a whole house away. It's a ho they, so this was in a hotel, which I'm curious now. Oh, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. That's what I meant. Like, what, what hotel in, in Australia, in Melbourne, Australia, was this? Because I kind of want to explore this. And why is it? Squad trip to Australia. <laughs> so, and also, this is, I just realized this one, just quickly reading this over. Two years ago, this girl's writing this, um, this, she posted this a month ago, but this happened two years ago. So this girl was clearly you know old enough to remember everything that had happened on that trip so why was this part of the trip erased from her memory did she personally experience things that were so traumatic that it wiped away her memory of that part of the trip there's stuff that they didn't want her remembering yeah like what is going on and did something happen and then what and then did she get her memory wiped by a shadow person men men in black vibes and men in black right and then the whole thing with the mom and the spectacles, like, like, if I saw something in my room when I woke up that was not there when I fell asleep, you know I'm complaining to front desk. <laughs> that is a spooky, yeah, kooky, ooky situation. Right Hell yeah. So um, that concludes this episode of Just Goalie Things, the Quarantine Spooky Story Special, episode 29. 
Um, tomorrow is going to be episode 30. 30, hey, e- 30, 30 episodes. 30. That's nuts. That means that we've been in quarantine for at least 30 days. Can't believe it. Insanity. So, um, do you have anything to add before we go into the socials? Uh, stay home. Wash your hands. Wash your hands. If you go out, wash your hands, sanitize them, shower, shower, all that stuff. Do you have a mask? I do. Wear a mask. I I made a mask out of, uh, uh, like a scarf and ponytail holders. Oh, cute, cute. Yeah, I know. And now it's, I think, at least in New Jersey, it's like you're required, if you go out, like, into a building or something, you have to wear a mask. So. Yeah. All right, guys. Um, on that note, let's go through all the social media so that you could just stay inside and stalk us on all social media platforms. All let's right. Let's do it. Follow our Instagram at... Just Coolie Things Podcast. Personal Instagrams at Rebecca Ruber and... At Lily Baldessari. Twitter. JGT Podcast. Facebook like page. Just Coolie Things Podcast. Facebook private group. J- uh, fuck. <laughs> Just Coolie Things Podcast group. And donate to our Patreon. Just Coolie Things Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> this is a big L for the social page. But if you or someone you know has a paranormal experience that you'd like to share in our show, please email us at just bully things podcast at gmail.com. All right. And while I have you on online here, Lily, I just remembered speaking of the email. Um, I'm thinking maybe this week we can start doing our group, um, our group co-hosting with our boo things. We could reach out to them today and see what times work for them. And let's get that started. Cause you guys have been emailing us following up and I know it's been crazy. I'm sorry, but let's, let's do that before this quarantine ends. So we can, we can have some boo things on the show. And get that done, because I think that'll be really fun, and it'll be a really cool experience to be able to do the podcast with you guys that listen to the show. All right, guys. Sounds good. Thank you so much for listening, and we will talk to Boo tomorrow. Goodbye. Goodbye.